So, I need your uh, imagination a little bit with me this morning. I brought a board with me. Let me see if I can pick this up. Here's what I need you to imagine, that this is the actual width of the board, about six inches. But I need you to imagine that this board is 20 feet long. All right, same width, but about 20 feet long. And here's my question. If I just put this on the floor like that and ask, does anyone want to come for $50 and walk across this 20-foot board, who would do it? Right? Pretty easy. You only have about an inch on either side. Right? Pretty, pretty easy $50. Okay? Right now, let me change the scenario a little bit. So now, we're going to take this 20-foot board, and each of these sawhorses here represents a five-story apartment building. Okay, now we're going to put this 20-foot board between two five-story office buildings how many would walk across the same board, 50 feet in the air, no netting, no harness? That's your balance or your grave. How many would do it for 50 bucks? Right? So you know, I want to I change one other thing about our scenario here. Right? Still two five-story apartment buildings, 20-foot board, only six inches wide in between. You're on this roof, and on the other roof is your child, or grandchild, or your dog, or your cat, and they are stuck on this roof with no other way down because their building is also on fire. How many of you would at least try to walk across that board now. Isn't it something? Question just before this, how many would walk across the board and there were virtually no hands? But as soon as we put child, grandchild, or a pet on the other end, almost all the hands went up. What changed between the two scenarios and that is the why. The only thing that changed is the why. Why it would be worth you going across that board 50 feet in the air, only six inches wide. There's great power personally and organizationally in knowing the why. A few years ago, Entrepreneur.com uh, featured an article called Seven Reasons Why is So Important. I don't want to share all seven, but I wanted to just share a few of them with you this morning. They said, knowing the why is so important because it keeps your organization energized and focused. Right? You know the why. Why we exist, why we are doing what we are doing, as well as not doing what we are not doing. 
They also said this, knowing the why validates taking risk. See, when you know the why, the goal that is before us, we don't run by the words, well, we've never done it that way before. But it's now, well, why not? We know the why, so it's worth the risk. It's worth the challenge. It's worth failing at something, pursuing the why. I also said this, knowing the why gives meaning and purpose because it adds the feeling that we are a part of something much more important, much bigger than ourselves. And lastly, I love this one. The why is stronger than all of our reasons to quit. When we know the greater why that is before us, that everything flows from, that why is always going to be stronger than all of the reasons that we could give or excuses to quit. We can't, because that's our why. A few years ago, Simon Sinek, a TED Talk speaker, also said that the importance of a why, if you want to be successful as an organization, as a person, anyway, you have to be clear on your why. Even in the small things, right? The why determines why I'm going to go to bed tonight, probably sometime between 9 and 10 o'clock p.m., rather than 2 to 3 in the morning. <laughs> or the why a husband and wife are going to go get marriage counseling together. Or the why I'm going to work out this week and lift weights and go jogging, even though football practice doesn't start for a whole nother week. The why I'm going to go to class this year and listen to my instructor and take good notes and study for the quizzes and tests and do the homework. You see, the why is vital, isn't it? Because everything else we do flows from the why. So our focus, personally our focus as a church, is not primarily what are we going to do or how are we going to do it, but why are we even doing what we are doing. That is what Paul is going to highlight for us in this last part of chapter 1 in Colossians today. Paul states his why. Why is Paul on this roof willing to go through and risk a great deal to proclaim Jesus Christ to those who are on the other roof? As Paul writes this letter to a small podunk town, Colossa, that he's never even met, he's enduring great suffering. Paul is willing, because of the why, to be shipwrecked, to be beaten, 
to receive lashes, to be stoned and left for dead. He's willing to suffer hunger and thirst and cold and sleepless nights. He is even willing to be in prison for that why. And here is his why, not just for Colossians, but even for us today. Paul says in verse 28, Him, Jesus Christ, we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone in all wisdom so that we may present everyone mature in Jesus Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. That word toil really means hard physical exertion when you are just absolutely dead and you're dragging yourself for your next step. You've put it all out there. And that word struggling is used in other contexts for soldiers who are in battle or for Olympic athletes who are leaving it all out there on the field. Paul is so passionate, convinced about his why that he is willing to toil, he is willing to struggle and lay everything out there. For this right here, he proclaims Jesus Christ at great suffering and personal cost so that we may present every single person mature in Jesus Christ. That is the why. Notice that conversion is just the beginning, isn't it? Proclaiming Jesus Christ, people hearing the gospel and believing in Jesus as their Lord and Savior, being baptized into his name, that's just the beginning. The why is the goal at the end. That every man and woman, boy and girl, is presented fully mature in Jesus Christ, their Lord. And what's it mean to be mature in Christ? It means that in every area of our being, we are aligned with all of Jesus' words and all of Jesus' ways. That we have fullness of life in Him. What's our mission statement here at St. Peter? Leading people to a full life in Christ. That we may present everyone, everyone mature, fullness of life in Jesus Christ. That's our why? Paul knew a truth, and the truth is this, 
It's from biblical scholar Sidney Gradanus, who said, If Jesus were one of many ways to God or one of many ways to heaven, the church could relax a little bit. Paul knew that, that if there were more ways than just Jesus, he could kick back and slow down and take more care of Paul. But because Paul knew Jesus is the way, he was willing to literally have it all poured out so more people could be in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And enjoy and grow to fullness of life in him. St. Peter, even today, if Jesus were one of many ways to God, we could relax a little bit. Here's just a glimpse of the church in America right now, the Christian church in America. Uh, Pastoral Leadership Institute just released this earlier this month in articles that we get, we support them. They, we work through our organization here at multiple levels with PLI. They said 4% of churches in America right now are reproducing, right? Planting new campuses, new starts, new builds. 16% of the churches in America are growing. Amen. 80% of the churches in America are declining. See, if Jesus were one of many ways to God, the church could relax a little bit. But in this world that is lost, we know that Jesus Christ is the message of hope and of reconciliation, and of peace with God, and of a life filled with meaning and purpose, and of eternal life with God in heaven. And it is Jesus Christ, right, Him we proclaim, who gives meaning to marriage and home, who gives meaning to work and leisure. It is Jesus who gives meaning to personhood and citizenship. That is why Him we proclaim to the end that every person is complete, mature, fullness of life in Him. I look at the magnitude of this why, right? It's not small, is it? And an image from nature comes to mind. Uh, and there are certain images in nature that no matter how many times I see it, they just take my breath because they all point back to the creator, right? The Jesus we looked at last week, his greatness in creation. And here's just one of them that no matter how many times I see it, it's just amazing, the hummingbird. Do you know that in flight, the hummingbird beats its wings 70 times a second? Its heart in flight beats 1,200 times a minute. 
I divided that down. That means every little second, its heart is fluttering 20 beats a second. It is the only bird that can fly forward and backwards and even upside down. In normal flight, it can go 30 miles an hour. If it's diving, it can reach speeds around 45. This bird has been tracked to fly like 23 miles in a day. And yet this little bird, because of that amount of exertion, has to eat, consume half of its body weight each day. Can you imagine if we did that? <laughs> Had to consume half of our body weight each day. Uh, we have three teenagers now, and sometimes it seems close, <laughs> right? <laughs> but that means that each hummingbird has to visit between 1,000 to 2,000 flowers every day to have the fuel that it needs for its level of exertion. You know, when we look at our why, that Jesus Christ we proclaim so that every person may be mature in Jesus Christ to go from here to there is going to take a lot more power and energy than we have in ourselves. But we have it. We have it. Look at how Paul is able to go through such suffering and hardship for believers then and even here today. How is he toiling? How is he struggling and laying it all out on the mission field? With all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Paul has already said in Colossians the beauty of the gospel of Jesus Christ is not just that Jesus Christ is with us but that Jesus Christ is actually inside of us. And so it is every day the fuel, the exertion that we need to keep proclaiming Christ, to go from here to here, we have all of the energy that we need there. And so every day, we tenaciously go after the why. Proclaiming Jesus Christ in our church, in our school, in our homes, in our marriages, everywhere we live, work, and play. No matter what the cost is, the risk to go from here to here. So that every person, every man, woman, girl, and boy is mature in Jesus Christ. And on the day when Jesus comes back in all of his glory, he is going to fully and finally bring everything, including you and me, to our full completion in him. That's our why.
Everything we do and don't do flows from that. Amen. We have some questions that we're going to look at later during our upper room time to help personalize this word of God that we've heard at the end of Colossians 1 and thinking more about our why and what this applies and looks like in our own life as we too walk with Jesus. Let us now uh, take some time to go before our Lord, knowing that we have a cross and an empty tomb that we can go to, right? This is God's why. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. But we also know that we can go to him anytime, any day, and have that grace just wash over us again and again in full and free forgiveness in him.